Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. And for those of you watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, nice to have you with us today. An overseas Filipino worker who was vaccinated against COVID-19 abroad tests positive for the disease after returning home to Cebu. The health department says he is asymptomatic. Along with four household helpers, he infected. The OFW arrived from the United Arab Emirates last month after receiving two shots of Sinopharm's COVID-19 vaccine on December 12th and then again on January 2nd. He and his four household helpers are all under quarantine. The health department reminds the public a person can still get infected with COVID-19 despite getting vaccinated. Ang gusto lang po naming masabi, no? gusto namin ipaalala sa ating mga kababayan na ang huwag silang matakot magpabakuna. Kahit na may mga ganitong kwento, mapapansin natin na napakaganda ng epekto dahil yes. hindi nga po nagkaroon ng severity ng kanyang sakit. A new study suggests Pfizer's or Pfizer-BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine produces less antibodies against the South African variant. Researchers from Pfizer and the University of Texas Medical Branch said, although the vaccine was still able to neutralize the virus, antibody protection was reduced by two-thirds. There is no established benchmark yet to determine how many antibodies are needed to protect against the South African variant. So it is unclear whether the reduction renders the vaccine ineffective. Pfizer and BioNTech say they are now talking to regulators about developing an updated version of their vaccine or a booster shot if needed. A gloomy prediction from a top research group in the Philippines if government pushes through with plans to place the entire country under less stricter quarantine protocols. The Okta Research Group says Metro Manila could hit more than 2,400 COVID-19 cases per day if it goes into modified general community quarantine next month. The MGCQ proposal was floated by top finance and trade officials to help the economy recover. The Okta Research Group urges government to wait for the rollout of the vaccines first. It also discouraged loosening age restrictions in Metro Manila. The Okta Research Group also sounded the alarm over a surge in new COVID-19 cases, particularly in the province of Cebu. Cebu City alone recorded 202 new cases on Wednesday, with a positivity rate there up 13 percent. The cities of Lapu-Lapu and Talisay are also inching closer to high-risk classification after hospital bed capacities there exceeded the critical level. There is also a notable increase in the number of daily cases in Kalinga in northern Luzon as well as in Cagayan de Oro City in Mindanao. Majority of Metro Manila mayors now okay with placing the capital under modified general community quarantine. Navotas Mayor Toby Tianco says they met with officials of the National Economic and Development Authority and Trade Department who made the case for placing the capital under the lowest quarantine level. Ako nag uh, nagboto ako ng GCQ. Um, GCQ pa din yung uh, yung boto uh, ko. Um, actually, supportado naman namin yung pagbukas ng ekonomiya. Gusto natin manumbalik yung trabaho ng ating mga kababayan. Yung aking pananaw lang is slow but sure.
Philippine Presidential Advisor for Entrepreneurship Joey Concepcion plans or make that backs plans to place the entire country under modified general community quarantine. Concepcion says restrictions should be further relaxed as the country's health and safety protocols are being strengthened and infection levels are stabilizing. He argues since vaccines are about to arrive, more industries should be reopened. Kung hintayin natin na talagang mawala yung uh, itong virus at talagang bumababa ang infection talaga almost to very low levels, baka ang talagang mamamatay dito yung mga negosyante at halos yung kabuhayan ng mga tao talagang uh, masisira. No? The Philippine Senate plans to ratify next week a bill seeking to compensate COVID vaccine recipients who experience adverse side effects. Senator Nancy Binay, author of the Vaccine Indemnity Fund bill, says 500 million pesos will be set aside to cover their treatment and compensation. The bill also gives local government units the authority to make advance payments for their respective COVID vaccine rollouts. Binay says the delay in the arrival of vaccines from the WHO's COVAX facility due to the indemnification requirements could have been prevented if procurement officials told Congress what they needed earlier. When asked if she thinks the national government is lacking in its pandemic response, this is what the senator had to say. I think from day one when we had this problem, Lagi tayong reactionary eh. Um, mm. Hindi, kumbaga, at this point, hindi tayo makahabol dun sa uh, pag-solve natin dito sa problema natin sa COVID-19. Maybe we should uh, ask Vietnam okay. kung how they're doing it. Because uh, from what I've read, hindi nga sila umaasa sa vaccination program to uh, start the economy. Uh, mm-hmm. As we can see, di ba, yung figures sila, Nagkaroon sila ng growth last year. Yeah. Um, it's really um, addressing, uh, I guess, your basic protocols in curbing the vaccine, uh, oh. in curbing the the uh, virus. Makami pagkukulang don. The World Health Organization is still waiting for Pfizer-BioNTech to submit its indemnification agreement before it can deliver COVAX vaccines to the Philippines. The WHO's representative to the Philippines says Pfizer has yet to send out its indemnification agreement to any of the recipient countries under the COVAX facility. The Pfizer lawyers need to give us a their own indemnification agreement which recipient countries need to sign. And this is, to my understanding, the delay once this is received in country. Uh, according to the understanding I have from the Department of Health and talking to uh, Secretary Galvez, uh, the Philippines is ready to sign that. A court in Muntinlupa acquits detained Philippine Senator Laila de Lima in one of her three drug cases. The judge said no connection was found between de Lima and supposed police informant Jose Adrian Dera. Prosecutors had alleged Dera had received money from convicted drug lord Peter Ko on de Lima's behalf. De Lima has repeatedly denied any involvement in the illegal drug trade and claims the Duterte administration is behind the cases. De Lima's defense team calls the court ruling a great moral victory. They also expect De Lima to be acquitted in her two other drug cases. The prosecution failed 
to present even one gram of illegal drugs in these cases. This is one for the books, Christian, because this, I think this is the only case in the Philippines or even the whole world which a drug case having no drugs, even one gram of drugs, Christian. And second, there's no conspiracy. All the witnesses that presented by the prosecution were telling two things. First, they don't have any personal knowledge regarding drug transactions and they were not involved. There's no personal involvement. The Lima's defense team also says they will file a motion for reconsideration to allow the senator to post bail. The Commission on Human Rights in the Central Visayas looking into whether police violated the rights of teachers and Lumad students who were supposedly rescued at a university in Cebu City. Chief Investigator Leo Villarino says there were no signs that students were forced to go to the university against their will. Villarino adds it is now the burden of the police to prove the students were kidnapped by their teachers. The police claim the students were being recruited by communist rebels. If based on what we have what we have gathered from the interviews with the with the student with these children, there was no force or intimidation that they were taken against their will, an element of kidnapping. Was there indoctrination? The social worker says that there was not. There was no indoctrination. Were they being recruited to join the communist uh, movement? Oh, they said that they were just uh, doing. They're just continuing where they're participating in this backwood school program. Villarino says the students are now under the care of the Social Welfare Department in Davao before being returned to their parents. A report from U.S. tech firm Similarity shows possible construction on the mischief reef in the West Philippine Sea. In its latest South China Sea Rapid Alert report, the firm showed seven sites that appear to have changed from May of last year to February 4, 2021, based on satellite imagery. Mischief Reef is occupied by the Chinese. One of the sites, which appeared to be vacant last year, now appears to have a cylindrical structure. Mischief Reef is the largest among the seven artificial islands in the Spratlys. It lies within the exclusive economic zone of the Philippines. In 2016, the Permanent Court of Arbitration ruled Mischief Reef is part of the Philippine continental shelf. All right, on to some sports news before we go in tennis. Naomi Osaka denies Serena Williams a record equaling 24th Grand Slam title. Osaka shook off a shaky start with Williams breaking the 23-year-old in the opening game, but she rallied, reeling off five straight games to underscore her status as the new queen of women's tennis. The three-time Grand Slam champion will play against Jennifer Brady or Karolina Muchova in the finals. And before we go, the ABS-CBN News Channel is inviting everyone to ANCX, wine, cheese, and everything in between. That's a digital event moderated by our very own David Seldran. Elevate your appreciation of food and wine and our experts guide you on, or as our experts guide you on how to pair quality wines with some of your favorite dishes. Join the live stream that's happening on February 27 at 6 in the evening. Tickets are now available at ktx.ph. 
And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.